Edo, welcome to a special edition of the No Choftes podcast on the OLB. Before I start, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. It helps the podcast. Now, we've got a very special guest on this edition because, as you guys know, we're a very important Europa League game. Unfortunately, we're not in the Champions League qualifiers. As you guys know, knocked out by Dima Zagreb. We scraped past Flora Tallinn in the last round. And we've got a very, very big test on Thursday. Royal Antwerp. Of Belgium. Now, our special guest here is none other than Hans Bresnik of Bresnik. the Bresnik. Sorry, I pronounced yeah. that completely <laughs> wrong. As you can they, tell, they, they always say Bresnik, but Bresnik. it's Bresnik. Bresnik. There you go. Is it the Virkantapal podcast? The Virkantapal. Ah, almost, almost yeah. got it. The four, the four posts, the square the, the post, square post, square post podcast. Yes, Royal Antwerp Football Club. We we are um, we, we we were the club in Belgium that has a square post for the longest time. Like uh, in the mid nineties, we still had square posts. We once played at Miravacker in ninety two, and um, they they uh, wanted the they the they started a case against the square post because <laughs> they said this isn't allowed. And uh, we only removed them because uh, there used to be a fan coaching project at the stadium where uh, you could drink stuff, you can drink and, and stuff like that. And uh-huh. uh, one of the guys over there, uh, he had this habit to uh, go joyrides on the on the pitch with his car, <laughs> and uh, it was dark, and he thought he was driving through the exit. But he drove through uh, the goal, and so uh, the, the the goal post crashed. Oh no! <laughs> he left with his car, but he forgot his license plate, so they found him straight away. And after that, uh, the club decided to remove uh, the the square goal posts by round once. So that's why we thought it was a funny name for our podcast. That is brilliant because because the thing is the the podcast name of this is no choftes now choftes is a Cypriot word it's yeah. it's not Greek it's Cypriot it's another word for nonsense bullshit so no choftes is no bullshit no nonsense okay. this is what we're all about and you know I, I'd like to thank you first of all for joining us I know it was very very short notice and you know let's let's talk about your podcast for a start when did your podcast start how long have you been doing it. Uh, last season, uh, last season, the uh, three guys started it. I wasn't doing it yet, and they started it uh, one week before Belgium went into lockdown. So ah. they they made the first episode, and then there were no games for many months. But yeah, we're now uh, one year going, and I think the post-match podcast. So after. Our game on Thursday will be our 100th podcast. So wow, that's amazing! Be, uh, Congratulations! Jump. Thanks, thanks. It's it's so, very difficult to do to put out content, isn't it? When there's you know, when it's in lockdown and then you come back and you need to get into some kind of rhythm, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, we were lucky last year. We played Europa League, so we 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 often could record twice a week and it enough stuff to talk about mm, absolutely absolutely well look can you educate us about Royal Antwerp Hans because I know that Royal Antwerp had their link with Manchester United Football Club many years ago and there were likes of Danny Higgin both of them were there I think Ronnie Woolwork if I'm not mistaken was there yeah. quite a few players 
played for Antwerp, but it appears that the club has now gone from a lower Belgian side to the top league, qualifying for the Europa League. What's the what's the transition been like for the club? Because I know they've always been a big club. It's not as if they've been a small club. They're a big club. We've always been a big club. We're the oldest club in Belgium. Mm. We were founded in 1880. Our nickname is the Great Old because we're great and we're old. So that was an easy <laughs> nickname. Um, we, yeah, we were in first division for so many years, but yeah, things started to go bad after '93. In '93, we played uh, the European Cups winner cup final at mm -hmm. Wembley against Parma. We lost. That is probably our biggest achievement, uh, losing a final. And we, we only had four titles in Belgium. So uh, it's it's like uh, an old club, but not many titles. Uh, in, in August last year, we only won our second cup, I think, or third cup. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, now... Since um, five years, a wealthy Belgian investor took over our club. He's, uh, he has a company, Helamco, who are uh, construction uh, workers in um, buildings and stuff. They, they built Stadium of Kent. Okay. And uh, he started to invest in Antwerp and he puts lo lots of money in it. He already is building a new stadium. Like we renovated two stands already. Wow. And uh, yeah, the the future looks bright. We well, we used is... we used to live in the past, like before. Uh, I, I go for, to Antwerp for twenty years. I think I only saw yeah, misery second division football, and yeah. we were always about yeah. Once we were a big club, oh, we played at Wembley for the the cup final. But now we're looking forward to the future instead of talking about the past all the time. Well, this is it. And is, is Brian Prisker your, your head coach? Yeah, he's our head coach. He played for Portsmouth, season. didn't he? Did yeah, he, play he, for played, yeah. he played for Portsmouth, yeah. And uh, some shit club in Belgium we're not going to mention. <laughs> are, are the initials SL by any chance? Is that is that the team? Or is it the team that begins with an A? It begins with a C, but... CB? Yeah, CB initials. Ah, uh, black and white, black and blue stripes. Yeah. Okay, we don't talk about them like we don't no. talk about another team in Nicosia. Okay, well, fair enough, not a problem. <laughs> so it's it's as you said, it's, a, it's an exciting time for you guys. I know um, you've spent pretty well in the summer, haven't you? You brought in a fellow from Standard Liège, a uh, uh, I can't pronounce his surname. Uh, Bjorn Engels is coming from Aston Villa. Very good signing. Uh, Eggestein from uh, is it Verde Bremen? Verde Bremen, yes. Yep. Sam Vines, a left back. And um, you also got Richie Delat, central defender, who had a spell at Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's a childhood supporter of the club. Mm -hmm. So um, when he was a young boy, he was uh, in the stands with the vocal supporters. And at the age of seventeen or nineteen, even he came through our, our ranks, mm -hmm. and he played some decent games. But there was a there was a moment we we really needed money. So we sold him to Stoke City. Yep. Because right. we needed the money. And at that time, we had a manager, uh, two English managers, Warren Joyce and Andy Welsh. And Warren, Warren Joyce, Joyce, wow. Warren Joyce okay. went back to Man United 
where he um, said to Sir Alex Ferguson, like, uh, there's a kid somewhere here in England playing at Stoke. We, we should buy him. And yep. that's how he got to Man United. And yeah, he, he had a big career in England. He became champion with uh, Leicester as well. That's right. So, uh, and now he's, he, he was already back three seasons ago for a half a year because um, he wanted to come to the club of his heart. Mm -hmm. And now he's back again and he's so happy. Uh, funny story about him. When we played uh, our championship game uh, five seasons ago, uh, he was playing in England, but he was kind of injured. And he arranged with his club he could come to uh, Belgium for 24 hours. So he arrived a few hours before the game. It was an away game. So he arranged tickets in the away and like he called some of the supporters, can I get a ticket? And they were like, yeah, of course, you reach it a lot. <laughs> and uh, he was in the away end. And the next morning, I think eight or something, he had to fly back to England <laughs> to get back to the club. So... That's that's how dedicated he is to Royal Antwerp, and that's great to to have somebody like him in your team. Oh, one hundred percent. You need players like that, players with heart, players that understand the club's philosophy and the the club's history. So, tell me, what should we expect from your side in terms of a, a tactical system? Because you guys made a massive announcement the other day. Nangalans signed from Inter Milan. I'm not sure if he will go straight into the starting lineup, but let's just say he doesn't. Let's just say he doesn't play. What system are we to be expecting from you guys? Yeah, we're still, because we have a new manager, it's still a bit wondering what system we'll play. And our main striker, he's injured. So you're lucky because he scored uh, well, five, five goals goal, he? Yeah, in one game. against Standard de Liège. So he was uh, in form of his life. But mostly we start in a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1. It depends a bit. It's it's just a format, and it depends mm. the roles of the players. But probably we will we'll start in a four-three-three. Okay. And in terms of uh, dangerous players, you mentioned the striker. Was it, was it Fry? Was it Fry? Fry. Fry. Yes. Swiss international is he? Is he Swiss international? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. international. He, yeah. he wasn't at the European Championship with no. Swiss. No. So who who are the players that we should be looking out for? Do you reckon the danger men, so to speak? Yeah, uh, I, the, the the guy I already love now, uh, Victor Fischer, the former Ajax player. Winger? He isn't winger? winger, yeah, but he isn't allowed to play against you guys because he already played a European game with FC Copenhagen. Ah, okay. Okay. So, right. uh, I, I think the danger now has to come from, yeah, Eggerstein is probably going to start up front and I expect... Uh, Balikwisha, the one from Standar you couldn't pronounce. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. I, I only trained on it for our podcast. So <laughs> I wouldn't he, say something. Is, is he Belgian? He's Belgian, yeah. Belgian, yeah. And on the other side, probably either uh, Benson or Miyoshi is go going to start. I, mm. I'd say normally Miyoshi, but he was on at the Olympics uh, with uh, Japan. Wow. So he's only back for a week and a half or something like that. But mm. he 
last Friday he already played uh, 20 minutes, I think. So should he, be he might start. Yeah. So are you a team that likes to move the ball quickly? Do you like to dictate the tempo? Is there a specific style that we should expect? Because it's going to be quite hot in Cyprus. Yeah. So <laughs> I think uh, the weather will dictate our play. No, I don't know yet because it's it's so difficult to say because we're, we're still building mm. to something. Uh, we, we don't have a clear style. We, we know... Um, uh, Prisco wants to play a high pressing game, uh, steal the ball high on the field, move it forward. But it's it's yeah, it's a work in progress at the moment. Mm. Well, I, I know you've had four league games, haven't you? Um, yes. One win, two defeats, and a draw. Not the ideal start to the season for you guys. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still early days, isn't it? Um, you're still getting used to the manager's style of play. You're still getting used to the system. But without Fry, I guess you're kind of handicapped a little bit because he's your main guy. As you mentioned, he scored five goals in one game. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a big target man. And Eggestein is more like a footballing player. Like mm -hmm. he, he, he likes to touch the ball, get the ball moving. So I'm, I'm not sure yet what it will be because... He only played like 45 minutes for us. He, he started uh, at um, he, in the second half against Charleroi on Friday because uh, of Fry's injury. Understood. Understood. Well, let's talk about this guy then. And uh, Andres has asked, what about Nangalan? <laughs> what are we to expect from this player? Because I've got a friend who hosts an Inter, an Inter Milan podcast and uh, he said, you know, Nangalan loves a party. He loves to drink. He loves women. And Cyprus is great for that, especially if you go to Limassol. <laughs> you know, I don't think you'll be going there. But um, is he coming to Antwerp to earn a final paycheck? Or is he serious about winning the, the, the title with you guys? He's coming back home, isn't he? So he's from Antwerp. Um Apparently, his medical tests were really good. Like, they thought uh, the testing system was broken. So <laughs> somebody else had to try it because they wouldn't believe the results were that good. Um, but, yeah, he has, he has his reputation against him. Uh, I, uh, I uh, kind of know his sister. Uh, from the past, <laughs> yeah, I, I I I visited her in Rome once. Okay, because uh, she used to play for the female team of AS Roma. Oh wow! Okay, and I, I went over there once, and uh, we we met Raja. And when when he heard we were going to party that night, he was like, "Oh, I want to come, but I have to go to the national team tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I want to come with you guys." So. Yeah, sacrifice, sacrifice. <laughs> he, he, he loves a party now and then. Absolutely. So you must be excited to have this player in your team. Obviously, you've got some fantastic players, but he's he's the main guy now in in Belgium, isn't he? Yeah, of course. Like every newspaper was reporting about it. Uh, there were so many TV stations at the airport waiting. I I was uh, on flight radar twenty four. I was 
watching his flight like the week before. I was laughing about, about all those people who did it with Messi, and now I was there. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's he's kind of a cult figure, a, a cult mm -hmm. in Belgium because yep. um, everybody says always with Raja Nangolan would have won the World Cup 2018. There's like it, it's it's just. Yeah, an excuse for not winning, but he's the kind of player we missed against France. Like the the guy who will come on and mm. will do a dirty tackle when needed. And um, that's what we missed. And people always think of him like, yeah, he's the one uh, Martinez doesn't like, but we can we could be, could have been better with him. So he, he has a weird status in Belgium. And he never played in Belgium before, so it's 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 it will be fun to see him for the first time in a Belgian league. Absolutely, and it's an exciting prospect for everyone, especially the Omoni others are going to go to the stadium hoping that he plays. Okay, we, we don't want him to play because we know how good he is <laughs> and he can give us a lot of problems in the middle of the park, but I'm not sure he will uh, he will start because he, he's literally just joined the club and perhaps he doesn't have... Um, the, the, the match sharpness to start a game like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm also not sure he'll start. I'm, I'm sure he'll get some minutes, but I'm not sure he'll start because, um, yeah, but the, the, the problem is that the guy who's playing where we suppose he'll be playing, Gerkes, uh, isn't having the best few games at the moment. So we, we, we need something else over there. So he might start because uh, we, we play with three central midfielders and the other two, uh, Verstraten and Yusuf, they're, they're, there's no doubt about them. Uh, yeah, Yusuf is also a new player, but he keeps on running. He's, he's, his nickname, is, he comes from Sweden and uh, they called him over there, Kante. Like he's a, he's a player like Ongolo Kante. Right. So... He keeps on running and he's, he's everywhere all the time. So we, we're, we're looking forward to a midfield with uh, Yusuf and Nangolan, guys mm. who can keep running and you, you're never finished with them. I think many opponents will think it's very difficult to play against. Mm. So what about the weaknesses? Do you think that you, you might have a couple of players that... You know, you feel you see them in the starting lineup. You're thinking, "Shit, why are they playing again?" Um, yeah, Hirkes at the moment because I, I used to love him, but in in the current system, he isn't doing that well. So right. I'm, I'm not sure about him. Um, then we have Benson on the right winger. He played there the four games, but I. I I don't think he'll start against Ammonia. And yeah, center back, we, we have a few problems at the center back at the moment, but um, we'll see what happens over there. Uh, the, the problem is we come from a system with uh, three central defenders mm -hmm. to a system with two central defenders. And it's a, it's a learning period for our central defenders at the moment. Absolutely. Well, I'm not sure if you know this, but Omone, we've got <laughs> quite a few injuries at this moment in time. Um, no. Our left back, our left back Lesiax, who got 15, 16 assists last season, he missed the last game through COVID. I don't know if he's going to be fit 
to play. Okay. Um, our star striker, Shepovic, he's done his hamstring, so he might be out for two, three weeks. He, he used to play in Belgium, didn't he? At, uh, uh, I think so, unless it's his brother. And this might be his brother. He's got a brother, Stefan Shepard. Okay. Let, me, let, me double, let me double check, Marco. Marco, I should really ask him to be honest. But <laughs> Marco, did you did you play in, in Belgium, Marco? Um, let's have a look. He played. Yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah, he did. He did went on loan from Olympia Goes. There you go. So Marco is is unavailable. Uh, blimey, uh, we got a central defender called Eustace just come in. I don't think that he's. He's ready to play. Um, so Botiak, uh, one of our forwards, he's done his, his uh, I think it's his ankle or his knee. So he's out for six weeks. So we, we've got quite a few injury problems at this moment in time. But today we've we've announced a signing of Zahariu. That's a very promising youngster. Um, Bashiru came in from Nottingham Forest, a central midfielder. He came in a couple of days ago. So I don't think he's going to play. Um, so we're, we're a bit upbeat, but again, it's a, this is going to be a very, very difficult game. And we're fairly new to the European environment, Hans. You know, last season was the first time we qualified for the group stages of any European competition. Same so, for us. For you last season, yeah? Yeah, because yeah. before we, we played European, we, we went into a final, but that wasn't before the group stages. So it was only knockout at that time. So you only had to win five games to get into the final. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting was... tie, must admit. I, I really don't know what to expect from you guys because from what I understand, you guys play the ball really, really well. You've got a lot of pace in that team and that, that will affect us. I think it, 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 you know, it gives problems. Yeah, that's the idea to have a lot of, lot of pace in the team and high pressing, but you never know how... <laughs> how pacey the players will be with 40 degrees. Yeah, true, true. But the thing is, we, we said that about, uh, about Flora and um, second half, they started off the first half pretty slow, but the second half, they came at us quite a bit and it didn't make a difference to them. I don't know whether it's because they're, they're kind of used to playing in that heat because it does get quite warm in, in Estonia, especially this time of year. Yeah. But then again, you guys have got quite a lot of experienced players and I'm sure that your your stamina levels are probably better than ours. The fitness is there because you guys have played more games this season. Our, our uh, league season hasn't started yet. So no, we've it played... No, no, it starts yeah. this weekend. So we've and played... Are you playing this weekend? Well, this is the thing. I don't know yet. We're supposed to be playing AL, which is a derby game, but I don't know if that's going to be moved... Because I, I thought Assad it was postponed. Because uh, that's maybe an advantage for us. Uh, we are supposed to play Genk this weekend, mm -hmm. but uh, our game is moved to another time so we can uh, concentrate on the European qualifier qualifying games, and we don't yeah. have a, a Belgian game in between. Yeah, well, the thing is that the fixtures in Cyprus are, I wouldn't say they're strange. They're very different to, to the rest of Europe because they announce the dates and the times and then they change the times because of the weather. So they literally, you literally find out a couple of days beforehand. Okay. Um, you know, we're meant to, we're meant to be playing uh, Ael this weekend, but that's not going to happen uh, as far as I'm aware. I don't know if the, the guys in the chat can confirm this. If we're supposed yeah, to that's, go, uh, I thought it said postponed because I was looking into going to Nicosia. Mm. Uh, to watch the game, try to get into the ground. As uh, last year, I did it to Ludogorets, and right. I was successful over there. So 
I was going to try my luck again, but after all, I, I, I didn't do it with COVID regulations and stuff like that. Yeah. But I had a look at the fixtures and uh, I, I think I saw uh, the game was postponed. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's postponed. There you go. Yanni has told us it's postponed. So, yeah, our, our season probably won't kick off until pff, 11th of September. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> probably knowing us at this moment in time I, I, I really can't put my finger on it. it it's strange so I mean this season we played Flora twice we played uh, Dinamo Zagreb twice and we played the Super Cup against Anorthos in, the, in a friend at the beginning so that's five competitive games so far for us um, whereas yeah that's you guys more than us we had only four you've had four league oh yeah because you've still started now haven't you yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. So again, yeah. So it's it's pretty much level playing field. So let's have a look. Let's have a look. So a few questions. How big is Frey's loss on these on these matches? How big a loss do you think he's going to be to you guys? Yeah, I think it will be a big loss because uh, Eggestein is a totally different kind of striker, and you know, a striker who scored uh, five goals in one game, he he's a uh, High spirit. He's uh, he, he can do everything for a few me- weeks. So I, I think uh, we'll we'll miss his uh, um, presence. His presence. Yeah, yeah, that was the word I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. What's the word? What's the word in belt in uh, Flemish? Is it Flemish or belt? Yeah, name? Flemish. Flemish. Uh, yeah, aanwezigheid. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I. I I'm not sure. Yeah, that's all right. No problem. Next question. Uh, so what what are your what do your fans think about Omoni? Do you do you know much about our club going into this game? Is is, is this something you guys kind of research for your podcast, I guess? No, because um I was on holiday in the week and so I didn't do uh the uh the podcasts mm. uh before the game. Um I uh Honestly, we don't know too much about Ammonia. Um, and, well, I, I don't. Um, we, we know Super football because um, there are often Belgian players who go to C- Cyprus. And yep. last few years, there were lots of Belgian clubs who had to play against clubs from Cyprus in uh, European games. So... Um, but I have to be honest, uh, it isn't actually a, re- a leak I really follow. And um, apart from the striker of, uh, what, was, what was his name again? Seferovic. Shepovic. Shepovic. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know anyone. But um, our assistant trainer, he probably knows you because uh, he's Anders Nielsen. Okay. And he used to play for Ammonia. Right, there you go. There you go. He's also a former player of Antwerp, and I think we even transferred him from Ammonia, or he went to Ammonia after Antwerp. So mm. I, I don't he, he's a he's a striker, Anders Nilsse. He's a but he was a striker with us, I think like twenty years ago. But he used to play for Ammonia. Mm. We had uh, Gunter Tibau as well, who as you know, we spoke about Gunter earlier. We interviewed yeah. him on the podcast. Lovely guy. And uh, Steve Vreven. Steve Vreven. 
Reverend? Stan Freve, yeah. Yep. With, yeah uh, he was with the, 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 the Indian, the, uh, the, with the long hair. And That's right, yeah. yeah he he yeah, likes so, to yeah. uh, dress as a Native American. <laughs> Fantastic. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, let's have a look. What's this question? Uh, they think they're the big favourites or are they afraid of us? I, I think what he's basically asking is, do you guys believe that you are the favourites in this game and do you see us as like a threat to you guys? Well, the thing is, I, I, I can't... I don't know anything about uh, your football. So, mm. But if you have a look like budget-wise at transfer marks and stuff like yeah. that, um, I think we should be the favourite and in two games, at least, we, we, we should be the favorite. But the thing is, with those knockout games, you never know. Uh, like, uh, yeah, it, everything can happen. So um, I'm not going to say yet, like, we're going to smash you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. And then in two weeks, you'll all be, ha ha. Nah, what a loser. I, 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 don't, I don't expect that to be on his hands. Because the thing is, what, what, what I found, I mean, we've spoke, I spoke to some guys that know about Estonian football. And yeah. they practically said the same thing as you in the sense that they don't know too much about Omoni. And for me, this is great because you get to find out more about other clubs. Like today, I didn't yeah. know much about Antwerp until you came on. You, you told me some incredible things. And I didn't know anything about Flora Tallinn until I did the preview with the guys from the Estonian Football Podcast. And the same about Dinamo uh, Zagreb when I had the former Hydric Split uh, assistant coach. So you're getting a football education at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. But can I, can I ask to have an idea, what, what system do you guys play in? Well, it depends. The the, um, the last European games we've played has been a four four two, okay. and we've been getting men behind the ball and trying to hit uh, our opponents on the counter attack. We relied yeah. a lot on our fullbacks, Lesiak's on the left hand side, mm-hmm. who, as I said, might be out through to uh, due to COVID, and uh, Shehu, the right uh, fullback, who's a Nigerian international. He likes to get forward. Uh, our two central midfielders are, are probably going to be Mix Discarud. I don't know if you've heard of him, American central midfielder. He was at uh, New York City FC. Uh, yeah, a few I, years I, ago. I remember his name when I looked into uh, your team. Yeah, no, yep. um, and Jordi Gomez, who was at Wigan, Swansea City, won the FA Cup with Wigan. Okay. Spanish midfielder. He's our captain. Well, the, the Gusolo, uh, along with Gusolo, but Gusolo is injured at the moment. Uh, we usually go with a 4-2-3-1 when we're attacking. Uh, we've got a left winger called Johnny's, very young, 20 years old, very good prospect. Loizu is another one, 18 years old, 18, 19. Uh, very, another good prospect. Um, but as I said, Shepovic is our main striker. He's injured. We have uh, Mikhail Duris, who was with the Slovakian national team at the Euros. Okay. Uh, Thomas Huberchan is a name you might know of. He was with the mm-hmm. Slovakian national team at the Euros as well. Won the UEFA Cup with Zenit St. Petersburg okay. a few years ago. Um, our goalkeeper won MVP last season, Fabiano, Brazilian goalkeeper. Um, he had to spell at Porto. I think he won the league there. Um, we've got Adam Lang, a central defender from Hungary, played at the Euros. He didn't start, but he was at the Euros. Um, so we've got a talented group. And I think okay. Hans... Our players, they're like a family um, and they get on really well off the pitch. They look after each other. Um, the team bond is there. That, that's very important to have. There sure. aren't any egos in the squad. Um, and I think that's the one thing that separates our club from the rest of the teams in Cyprus because, yeah, they do have their own bonds, but it's nothing like us. 
it's nothing like our team. You know, we, we won the league last season for the first time in 10, 11 years. And the streets were full of Omonia fans, even though there was a lockdown. There was 10,000, 20,000 fans in the streets, 10, 15,000 fans at the, at the training ground. It was, it was a carnival atmosphere. And you probably won't get that at many clubs in Cyprus. I think only one. Okay. Uh, well, actually two, to be fair, but I'm not going to talk about them. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a, a very uh, interesting match for us, uh, interesting games for you guys. And I think with us, we're guaranteed, I think you guys are all guaranteed at least the Conference League. Yep, so if either yep. of us get knocked out, we're guaranteed the Conference League. But for us, it's a big deal because that would be the second time we've ever got into a um, group stage. Same with you guys, but you're a bigger club. You want to be playing Champions League football, which is probably why you brought in Nangalan and the way you've spent so aggressively this summer. Yeah, the the thing is our uh, chairman, he, he wants to play for the title one day. Well, one day uh, between this and three seasons, I think. Uh, so, yeah, he's investing a lot. Like, we're also in a transition. Until last season, we had a, a sportive director called uh, Luciano Donofrio. He's uh, a very, uh, well, he's in the football world already a very long time. He, he knows the ins and the outs. He isn't, uh, oh, well, he, he's done in the past some stuff that isn't always... Uh, very legal um but he was really the ancient kind of deal maker like yeah. um, uh, he, he had a book with contacts and he called them to find players and <laughs> we often uh hired players for one season and or old players and now we're we're like moving to a club who wants to try uh, to use data scouting uh, mm. Getting younger players who we can sell later on. So the, the, the club is, yeah, so something like that. But it's normal because we get Brian Priskin in. He was the manager of Michelin. Michelin, yeah. Yep. If there's one club in the world who's famous for data scouting, it's it's them. So you you're not going to get their trainer if you you don't want to do anything with this philosophy. So we're evolving as a club and the idea is to um, get uh, in the Champions League sooner than later, yes. Yeah. And you know, there are some big similarities between us and, and your team in the sense that, granted, we don't have the, the budget that you have, but the background that Omonia has changed. You know, um, there's talks about improving the training facilities, uh, talk about maybe um, upgrading it by 5 million euros, making it better. Um, you know, strength and conditioning team, statistics, analytics, everything is is part of the game now. You know, players have the GPS system mm. on them. You know, and, and this is this is brand new to Cyprus, really. Uh, granted, other clubs are doing it as well, but you know, Omonia are doing things the right way. And I guess Antwerp's social media team is also working hard on on getting more fans. Yeah, I think you you have to as club and. They're, 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 they're making big steps in some areas and it's it's I'm happy to look forward to it although they they can't uh, lose eye at the essence of the club the heart of yeah. the club which are the supporters and last few years that's sometimes a bit uh, yeah mixed we have mixed feelings about it 
Like same with us, we got friends that formed the Breakaway Club because they didn't yeah. like it. It's it's so many similarities. See, it's great to do these podcasts because you can find yeah, out more. And true, I, true. <laughs> so many parallels. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm happy how things go. Normally, the return game will be our first uh, home game where. Uh, total capacity is allowed mm -hmm. by the rules of the Belgian government. So we're all looking forward to that game. We're, we're not sure because um, there might still be a penalty by UEFA because of uh, some misbehavior after a game against AZ. Um, we had to play... Uh, we, well... We had to, to play with a reduced capacity of 5,000 people and put a flag on that stand. Wow. So during COVID times, we played with a reduced capacity of nobody <laughs> <laughs> and we put a flag on the stand, but we, 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 well, nobody really knows what UEFA thinks about it. Like, Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Last season, we had, I think, the Isle game, we had fans in the stadium. Ajax, we had fans in the stadium. Two league home games, I think, we had in the in fans in the stadium, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Ajax and Ajax. I think those are the two games we had fans at home. And then afterwards, it was no fans until the last home game of the season when we won the title and then the government started letting fans back in the stadiums. So, okay. yeah, it's, it's, it's been a strange time for everyone. It's not just us. It's not just in the UK or it's, no. it's in Belgium everywhere. You know, it's, it's, it's strange, strange times. But I think, you know, we, we learn from these experiences, don't we? And um, everyone, when it comes to football, have similar stories to tell. And it's, it's absolutely brilliant. But there's been one comment yeah, here. Yeah, it's, it's, we all have the same DNA. We just have a different colour. Yeah, That's absolutely. 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 You know, there's a comment here. There was a link up between Antwerp and Abolon, apparently, which is a club in Limassol through the agencies at Zahavi and Girzi. Girzi is the uh, president of Abolon and Pini Zahavi is obviously the agent. Is that, is that true? Do you remember anything like uh, that? That's the first thing I hear about, I hear about it. I know yeah. Zahavi he used to have a link with um, Muskroon. Right. So that's the club. That must be the club. That and they also the play in red and white. So maybe. It's a mix-up over there, but it's... Because you mean Pini Zahavi, don't you? The, yeah, the, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah, the yeah. Player agent. Yeah he, yeah, he used to be the unofficial owner of uh, Muskroon. That's the team that Enzo Schifo coaches, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what a player that's he was. Pff, what a footballer he was. He was immense. And, and they have Emil Enembo and Pinza as assistant. Oh, so, wow, yeah. the brothers. Yeah. Because okay. Emil and Pinza used to be at Antwerp. He was a uh, striker trainer of uh, the youth players of Antwerp. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. I did not know and, that. And they took him away this summer. <laughs> what about, what about, is it Leuven? Leuven? Uh, Leuven? OHL, yeah, Leuven. They're, they're owned by the same owners of Leicester, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they signed a player called uh, Al Tamari. Tamari, the winger, Jordanian yeah. winger. Yeah. He, yeah. he joined from our rivals last season. Okay. okay. Good player. Good player. Yeah, he's okay. There you go. There you yeah, go. We, we, we have many clubs in Belgium that has uh, co-ownership. Like uh, Ostent is from the owners of Barnsley. 
Right. And our city rivals, uh, Beerschot, they are from the same owner as uh, Sheffield United. Okay. Wow. So, so what happened it, with you guys in Manchester United then? Because I know, as I said at the top of the show, there was a link up between you guys. What, what happened? Yeah, um, we, we got contacts with them and it was a period that Antwerp didn't have lots of money. Mm-hmm. And Man United had it. It, it all started with uh, they, they wanted young players to play first team football abroad to strengthen them, uh, make them grow up. Mm. L- later, there also came players um, who came for, to Belgium for their uh, European citizenship so they could go back to England easier. But we, we saw several really good players because of it. Right, like uh, we we had John O'Shea, Johnny Evans, oh, wow. Fraser Campbell, Darren Gibson. <laughs> wow! Like like one season we had a team and uh, we had uh, Danny Simpson, Johnny Benson's Evans, the right back, Johnny Evans, yeah. yeah. Uh, Darren Gibson, and then up front Fraser Campbell and Dong Fang Zhu. Wow! And it was a crazy team. And mid-season, they took Johnny Evans back to uh, Manchester because he was too good. Mm. And they replaced him with uh, Ryan Shawcross. Shawcross, oh, wow. Okay. And we were like, oh, he's rubbish. Compared with Evans, he was totally rubbish. But that (laughs) that were the the kind of players we had back then. So they were really good. But at that moment, we were too reliable on Man United. And... um, it, it wasn't healthy. Like mm-hmm. half of our uh, starting eleven were Man United players, and you can't grow as a club with uh, links like that. Oh, absolutely! I, I've heard stories of um, Sir Alex Ferguson letting players go out on loan to Peterborough, the club that sorry, it was, it was um, Preston. His son was managing them uh. at the time, I think it was, and um, they sacked his son. So he took the players back. He says, uh, they're not going to be there. So, yeah, he's, uh, he, he ruled I think them uh, Richie Delat was one of them. Yes, probably. Yeah, I think so. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Hans, thank you ever so much for, for jumping on the podcast, my friend. Is there anything that you'd like to promote while you're here so maybe our, our viewers can listen to you? I think your podcast is in Flemish, isn't it? So I don't think Ours I'll... in Flemish. So if you want to uh, <laughs> learn your Flemish or... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you speak it. Uh, listen to the Vierkante Paal, uh, and yeah, you will learn more about Antwerp or about Flemish. Are you on Instagram? Uh, I'm on Instagram, but uh, uh, on Instagram is mainly my uh, groundhop stuff. Like I'm also right. kind of a groundhopper, so okay. there's only I'm, I'm mostly active on Twitter, where okay. you can find me at. Hans Red Magic. Hans Red Magic, wonderful. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Well, hopefully Thursday will be a good game, an entertaining one for everyone. You know, Let's sorry, hope so. Hopefully we get the win, but you know, you're going to think the same about your team. That's fine. Uh, no, let us get the win. Excellent. Well, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in, everyone, at this moment in time. Uh, thank you for contributing. As I said before, if you like this show, hit that like button, subscribe, tell your nunna. So until next time, Gobelia. Pamishila Kamu. You. Eh,